here's a message from Ken Lavica. It takes a special kind of hatred to get the reactions that Novak Djokovic was getting yesterday in the French Open. Stone Lebanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Programs. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. I, when I mentioned Novak Djokovic and mentioned the French Open, I looked over at Lebanowitz, and that dude lit up. One of the things that nobody knows about former college quarterback, D1 quarterback Stone Lebanowitz, is that he is the modern-day Patrick McEnroe. Yes. That man loves tennis and loves talking tennis. And Jeanette, we're going to talk things on the periphery of tennis, and he is going to try and talk tennis, tennis, and we're going to have to shut him down multiple times. I can tell already. Challenge accepted. <laughs> accepted. Yeah, I, I gathered some stats today, and I'm like, nope, Jeanette Ken won't go for this. They won't nope. go for this. They nope. won't go for this. So so I, I did bottle it down to some basic stuff. We are absolutely not going in any tennis stats. <laughs> Should we use a safe word every time that he gets to Tennessee? We just yell a word, and that means stop. Um, uh, Footfall. There. Footfall? Footfall. Okay. Yeah. It, we'll use a tennis term just to make him happy, but that's how we're going okay, to call him out. Footfall, and he has to stop whatever point he's making right there. I have no idea what that even means. Uh, it's when you're serving and your foot is on the line. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, on the uh, on the baseline, right? Don't Stone? look at yeah. me like Stone gave me such like a disgusted look. Oh, yeah. I was like, like oh, come on, you how did you just, not yeah. know that? Oh wow, what a dummy! Football. <laughs> <laughs> it's already too much for Jeanette. Uh, man, uh, France, Paris, they hate Novak Djokovic. <laughs> oh boy, tennis hates. Novak Djokovic, that was vitriol yesterday. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3, free ESPN app and on your smart speaker in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios downtown West Palm Beach off of the overcast yet still disgustingly hot intracoastal. Wednesday means Jeanette Javier has arrived. Jeanette Javier is here for her regular Wednesday appearance. She was off last week. It is great to see her sunshiny face, and unfortunately for her, she walks into a face full of tennis my apologies i'm so excited to be here <laughs> it sounds like it uh <laughs> but i promise this is not a conversation about tennis i promise this is not a conversation about martin chilich who's playing right now it's marine marine chilich no marine Mari- yeah what m-a-r-i-n marine chilich yeah, there it is marine chilich mm-hmm. foot fault so uh the the I'm catching Rafael Nadal and Novak Djokovic yesterday. And even for the most basic of sports observers, Jeanette, you can get behind it. Right? I watched solid yeah. couple minutes of it. Yeah. Um, I don't know who the, the play-by-play voice on the tennis channel is, but he is superb. Oh, yeah. Just quick, quick sidestep here. That was one of the best, and I, I love ESPN's work and uh, what they do, and Chris Fowler, he's superb. The McEnroe is really, really good. But Tennis Channel, that production yesterday was amazing. That was amazing. It's cool because they usually keep it in-house. Like, it's never anybody different, right, unless they bring it to ESPN and Fowler steps in, but they usually don't bring in people who don't know history so and good. have watched all these matches it before. It was so good. But what wasn't good 
was other than the second set where Djokovic was down uh, 3-0, coming back, winning the second set, but then after that, I mean, he was overwhelmed, mistake-ridden, and part of what I think happened, and Djokovic has made a career out of just sort of middle-fingering the fans, right? Like, you hate me, or you don't want me to win, or I'm your second option? Well, bleep you, I'm going to be a robot and take the opponent's soul and all of your souls. And (laughs) he he has developed that reputation as unflappable, unflinching in the face of not so wholehearted backing in his tennis career. But what I heard, what I saw yesterday... And it's a combination of things. It's Rafael Nadal at the French Open, Mm -hmm. where he's absolutely beloved, where he has dominated on the clay court, but also Novak Djokovic and the entire vaccine nonsense and the trying to strong arm the Australian government and the fiasco that was him trying to get into the Australian Open and being detained and being deported and all of the misinformation nonsense that has come out of his mouth. He is there in Paris with all this confluence of events that he has compounded with all of his vaccine stances. And that was a different level of disdain, more so than maybe anything I've ever seen in tennis. And that is John McEnroe yelling at umpires and getting booed. That's Jimmy Connors whipping balls into the stands and throwing tantrums and getting booed. This was a different level of we hate you. We don't want anything good to happen to you because tennis is a a gentleman or a lady sport will begrudgingly give you the softest applause possible when you win a point. But any time that Nadal did anything, including the run that he made in the third set, and as he came back in the fourth set, Djokovic had the fourth set wrapped up. Yeah, 5-2 and then 5 serving 3, so serving right. for that fourth set. Right. And so that should have been it. But Rafael Nadal, as he came back, there was silence when Djokovic would do anything positive, and when Nadal would win a point, especially when he got rolling, it was full throttle. I mean, it was just wall of noise. And I can't remember, and Josh Cohen on Twitter pointed it out, that people were rooting against Djokovic just as much as they were rooting for Nadal. There was a level of vitriol on a tennis court unlike anything I've ever seen. It was immense yesterday. Love it. That finally, like tennis, the passion for the game of tennis and the respect that it deserves, the fans have probably just had enough a Djokovic. And he like he kind of deserved it too. All this drama that he's created. Well, that's the thing. He's a walking soap opera. No matter how you feel about vaccines, whatever. He's the Aaron Rodgers of tennis. He is the Aaron Rodgers of tennis. Except he's also someone who has said that uh, he had uh, bread sprinkled on his skin and he broke out in hives. And that's how he knew he had a gluten allergy, which is not a thing. Um, uh, he's just that's a... Not, a I, I, He's weird. He's, okay. he's very, very weird. I'll actually admit he has a bigger God complex than Aaron Rodgers. Is that possible? I think, it, yeah, it I think that's accurate. I mean, almost double. Like, when he was banned from all of these tournaments and not let into these countries, like, Serbia, where he's from, held parades and would hold up his, you know, his face, and they would parading through the streets. And at one point, his dad said, you know, my son is as worthy as Jesus Christ around these streets, as he should. Yeah, that's his father said that. But there would be scenes like a a country where there was an authoritarian in power, where they would have just, you know, they have these military parades to show off their might, and then they hold up these large portraits. It looked like something out of North Korea. Yeah. 
um, where he would he would be denied entry into this tournament. He'd make this triumphant return home, and he would be heralded like some sort of Serbian god. And so, yeah, there is a god complex there. We talked about god complexes uh, with Nick Saban a couple of weeks ago. Djokovic's name didn't come up, and you're right. Djokovic absolutely has that. Well, but- if I brought up Djokovic, I would have gotten foot faulted. <laughs> well, that was before the footfall existed. Yeah, and you haven't been yet, so you're doing pretty well. Yeah, other than uh, Marin Cilic, uh, we haven't had to footfault Stone. So say you it again, say it again. Marin Cilic. Yeah, he nailed Bravo. it. Yeah. Bravo. Bravo. I learned it. only took me like five times. Um, but, but yesterday was, and I'm a Djokovic fan. I like Djokovic. It's been very trying to stick with the man over the last two years. Uh, and he only has himself to blame for a Grand Slam record now that he has never going to be the top with because now Nadal is about to go two up on him because he's going to win the French Open. And no doubt. Marin Cilic uh, ends up winning the French Open. Um, but it is, I, I get it. I get why people react to him the way that they do. I used to try and defend him and say, listen, how could you not appreciate greatness? Maybe he isn't as beautiful in his tennis as Roger Federer. Maybe he isn't as sleek as Rafael Nadal in the way he plays, especially on clay. But Novak Djokovic is the most well-conditioned, greatest athlete that has ever played the sport. He is the most mentally tough player to ever step foot on a tennis court. Undoubtedly. But, man, there is just so much to not like about him, too. It's very, very difficult. And I understand the reaction that I heard and that I saw yesterday and the celebration that ensued once Nadal beat Djokovic in that tiebreak. Yeah, I think one of the things that also played into it, and this would be my number one on why he was hated yesterday, was he was the biggest favorite. Nadal was the biggest underdog that he's ever been in his entire career at this tournament. So fans knowing that kind of used that as another reason to cheer for him. And also... The technicality, like what he does inside the lines, Djokovic, he eggs on the crowd. Like there are times if Nadal, sure. if Nadal, he'll yeah, he'll mock the crowd. Like if he knows he's getting booed, that next point, if Nadal comes up to the net, he'll fire it right at his chest and Nadal move out of the way. And like he'll just stir the pot. Like he knows what yeah. he's doing, but he's that good that he's able to do well, it. An- another thing, though, Jeanette, that, that Djokovic does is you can tell it bothers him sometimes. Like he's even questioned in his career, how come I don't get more love? How come I don't get more support? Like he'll he'll come up with a miraculous shot in a big moment, and he'll look to the crowd, put his hands up, and say, "What about me? What about me?" Like he wants the adulation, so he's not a villain in the truest sense of the world. He's not a a wrestling heel in the the most specific definition. He wants the love. He'll just never get it, and now he's absolutely never going to get it. And it turned into one of the most bleep you fan reactions you're ever going to see in tennis when Djokovic started struggling yesterday. And I think the fact that he's asking for the love only instigate the crowd to say bleep you even more. Like, pull a Trey Young. Embrace the villain role. Be petty and love it. Yeah, That's what he should do. He knows it. Like, he 100% knows it He should lean into it it completely and he doesn't. Well, that's what Trey Young does. When they start booing him in Madison Square Garden, he gives him the shush. Like, do that, Joker. I would argue he's made his career now as the Knicks killer, as the the, the hated figure of Knicks fans. Uh, he, I don't think he's ever going to win a title. Trey Young's not going to win an MVP, but what he's always going to have 
is when he walks into Madison Square Garden, he's going to pop a bunch of threes and nick defender eyes, and he's going to get middle fingers and get spit at. And you know what? You can make a living off that. Trey Young can make a living off of that. For sure. He's going to embrace it. He's going to love it. He's going to push it forward. I can keep adding on to reasons why yesterday happened the way it did. Last year at the same tournament, Djokovic beat Nadal in the semis and went on to win the title. So then this year, this was quarters yesterday, the quarterfinals, and Nadal got his revenge. So there was also a revenge factor there for the crowd and all the Spaniards in attendance. It just It's so layered now with him, though. And I think a lot of it, though, comes from the... The, the, the vaccine. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, stands. it's 70% of the reason. I mean, think about it. You have all these people in France, and, and lockdowns were pretty uh, pretty profound there for quite some time, and now there's that freedom, and hey, we did our part. We did our thing. There's this dude gallivanting around international rules, national rules, depending where he goes, trying to beat out governments in order to play, and here we are having to be subjected to this. So now they have the freedom to be out there and to voice what they actually feel about Novak Djokovic, and I'm not surprised. Yeah, in January, he was not allowed let in Paris. Right. He he was not supposed to play this tournament. Based on French law, he was not supposed to be able to play. So they were cheering and rejoicing that, and then the guy shows up, and he's a giant favorite against their guy. But miraculously, things changed just in time for Novak Djokovic to be available for the French Open. Weird how that works. Totally weird how that works. But... In light of what we saw yesterday, I have a pretty simple question. I told you this was not going to be just a singular discussion about tennis, okay? I promised you that. We have kept Stone at bay, even though he wants to throw a whole bunch of rankings and stats at you, and he wants to preview the semifinals and do that whole thing. He can do a podcast if he wants to do that. (laughs) He's not going to do it here. But which athlete do you actively root against? Which athlete do you actively root against? Because Novak Djokovic was actively being rooted against yesterday. Not only at the French Open, but I was at the Duffy's at the, uh, uh, at the Villages yesterday for this meeting that I had. And there were people sitting at the bar at 5.15 on a Tuesday evening, openly roaring in approval at Rafael Nadal on a tiny little TV that had the tennis channel on. Respect. And that's because a casual only knows that he's the king of clay, right? That's the only thing you would know if you're at Duffy's watching a tennis match. Are so on football here. So no, I'm no, he's, 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 I'm waiting for the next step. I'm waiting. Right. I'm waiting for the king just, of clay. Fine, that's cute, but I'm waiting okay. for it. I just I'm didn't know if king it. of clay. We were. No, kinda, no, I knew. I know yeah. the difference between the courts. Yeah, I, I just think we're like we're. we're oh, Regina, I'm, I'm waiting. We're inching towards. Uh, it's wound up. His, I'm his, ready to go. I'll turn off my mic. <laughs> Marine Chilich. So which athlete do you actively root against? And I was thinking about this, and there's so many that I root against, right? Because I'm petty. I'm petty, mm-hmm. and I'm crabby. And you're old. And I'm old, and I don't like things, no. right? Um, so there, there's a lot of athletes that I root against. But I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment, because it would be easy for me to say, Marcus Smart. But my problem is not with Marcus Smart. My problem more is with Celtics fans. I could say Joel Embiid. But I don't dislike Joel Embiid. I just dislike 76ers fans. I need to separate my disdain, my dislike for an athlete, from me not liking their fan base. And I have more problems generally with fan bases than I do players. I grew up, and I still do, hate the Chicago Cubs with a passion, with a yearning, with a fire. Okay? I hate them. I hate the Cubs. But there have been very few Cub players where I've ever said, man, bleep that guy. It's always been 
the Birkenstock wearing, um, wall peeing, frat boy, um, cut off jeans wearing dope who sits in the bleachers at Wrigley Field. I don't like. That he sounds pretty person. hot. No, he's the he's he's the worst. He's the worst. I know that's that's Jeanette's type. I know that's Jeanette's type. Come over here, babes. Nah, hey, 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 come here, sweetheart. Come here, beefcake. Um, so so I I don't like them, but I've never had much of an issue with Cubs players. But I I've got to say, your boy Stone, Bakey McCryerson, oh. Baker Mayfield. I actively am rooting against him now. I am finding myself actively rooting against him because, again, with him, everything is poor, sad, bakey. Why are bad things happening to bakey, wakey? Why am I so mistreated? Why can I not catch a break? Cleveland, I loved you and did everything for you. Oh, I've been wronged. No, Baker, you haven't been good. You haven't been good, man. If if you can't own that you haven't performed up to a number one pick, then I can't do anything for you. Before you acknowledge that you haven't been good enough and you stop throwing every excuse out there and it pulled a victim card, then I can't I can't support that. And I found myself actively rooting against Baker Mayfield. That's my most current and my most active rooting against athlete, Baker Mayfield. What about you, Jeanette? Mine, I probably nobody else cares because this goes back into my fandom with the Orlando Magic. Uh oh. But Dwight Howard. And I was trying to think of somebody more relevant that everybody like here in South Florida. But Dwight Howard's annoying. But no, when the way he left the Orlando Magic in 2012, the iconic moment in the press conference, putting his hand around Stan Van Gundy and not giving a crap about the organization and everything that city has done for him. When he won a ring with the Lakers, the reason why he so-called wanted to leave the Magic was to be in a championship with the Lakers. Then he got injured. And I'm not saying karma like worked for him, but when he got injured with his shoulder, I'm not saying I never want injuries on people, but when it happened, I was like, that's karma. You kind of got that. So when he won the championship with the Lakers, I kind I was literally upset. And I remember being on Evan Cohen and yet literally yelling on the radio, Dwight Howard fulfilled my nightmare as an Orlando Magic fan of winning a championship with the Lakers. And I've, I've, I've hated him since he left in 2012. And I was physically and mentally upset with the sports world and the game of basketball when he won a ring with the Lakers. Oops. I can't stand that man. And I'm not saying I want everybody to live a great life, but like, do he could be live, done. Yeah. Do, do they have to live that great a life? No. Yeah. He did it. Yeah. And Man. again, when he was hopping around teams, I was like, not with the Lakers. Ha ha. You get what you deserved. Karma, karma wins again. And then he won. And I was like, what is life? I can't stand basketball. Call him a bubble fraud. Just yeah. do it. Call him a bubble fraud. And he, he, well, I remember he made some like, he made a comment that he wasn't on the NBA top 75 list. I, <laughs> I mean, I think he should be. What? No, you don't. You're just doing that to piss me off and to get a reaction. I know you, Stone. You are really trying to upset Uh me here. So back off before I really... Unless you want her to actively root against you, Stone, I would just chill out on this NBA Top 75 thing. I will footfall you for everything you do or say for the next hour and a half.
That was um, that was a lot more aggressive than I was anticipating when I presented this topic. I did not see Jeanette just spilling this pent up emotion on Dwight Howard. And it's constant; like it doesn't change. It doesn't <laughs> it's just change. A steady stream for you all bring time. up Dwight Howard, and I'm upset. Does his look piss you off more and more? What he's brought up the dress and the, I was like, who do you think you are trying to look cool? <laughs> like the mid midlife crisis tattoos and everything. I, I mean, I I understand. I, I don't feel like you're alone on this. I, there are a lot and of players me, in similar get, situations that that get that get what you're giving them. And his stupid nickname, shoulders. Like, get over it. He's got there some buff, yeah, those nice lats, shoulders. Those lats are pretty legit. He can one, fly. T- one time a guy was like, oh, I like Dwight Howard because he has nice shoulders. I'm done with you. I'm not even talking to you. The second you compliment Dwight Howard around me. You're off the roster. Bye. Off the roster. Off the That's roster. Right. Depth chart, see you. You're cut. Not even the sixth man of the year. You out. Uh-huh. You out you're of right. the team. You're, you're done. You're done. Uh, so which, which athlete are you actively rooting against? Which athlete do you actively root against in sports? Novak Djokovic, he took it from Rafael Nadal fans and from tennis fans yesterday at the French Open. I have never heard anything like that in tennis. And I have, I have watched enough tennis to know that there are vitriolic crowds that will absolutely pour, spew hatred towards a player. I haven't seen anything like that yesterday with Djokovic. But for me, anytime Baker Mayfield opens his mouth, I know that I'm going to see red. I know that any time he pulls the victim card, I am just going to bang my head into the proverbial sports wall. Jeanette, as you just heard, I think I probably should receive some sort of fee for therapy um, uh, based on what I was able to just pull out of Jeanette uh, by asking her which athlete she actively roots against because I do think that Jeanette is now going to leave this studio at the end of the day in a better place mentally for saying all the things that she just said and getting that off of her chest. And actually, I do think I should have been on the clock. Actually, I'm a little like hyped up right now because I'm so <laughs> angry thinking about him. You're also drinking coffee. After drinking a Celsius and two cups of coffee this Boy! Morning. So wait, you you had it, how many Celsiuses? Just one. Is it Celsius, Celsius, or Celsiuses? Celsius. Celsius. Go with how many? How many? You drank how many Celsius? Uh, before the gym, which was at four thirty in the morning, mm-hmm. one, and then on the way here to work, I had another one, and I had two cups of coffee between both of them, and now I'm having a cup of coffee now. Holy mother of God. Two I'm, Celsius and three cups of coffee. Uh, where are you at? Did you have your bang this morning, Stone? I, I actually didn't. I haven't got um, my, my uh, I usually get loaded with like 30 a month supply. I haven't got my supply yet. Oh, no. Bang. So, hook, yeah. Hook our boy up. Where the hell you at? So, no, this is just my second cup of coffee. Oh, okay. Yeah, because Stone usually goes with a bang into uh, two cups of coffee, which... I'm surprised that his heart hasn't exploded into a million different pieces. The only I have three bangs in the fridge. One of them's <laughs> Long Island iced tea, and the other yeah. are chocolate sundae. And I'm not cracking either of them no. or all three of them. So, that, so no. I imagine. I imagine if you took a chocolate sundae bang and you poured it in the ocean, fifteen fish would immediately float to the top. Yeah, dead. I agree. You would create an Exxon Valdez esque problem in the Atlantic Ocean if you walked to Palm Beach right now and poured a chocolate sundae bang, which I didn't know existed, into the ocean, it would create it would create an ecological event. Nightmare. I refuse Ugh. to crack them. Like, I'm not giving bang. You think that it's that hazardous that- to your health? Yeah. Oh, man. 
Which um, <laughs> which athlete do you find yourself actively rooting against? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And on Twitter, at KLV1063. A chocolate Sunday bang. The thought of that, and I apologize to those of you who might have stock in bang or work for bang or founded bang, but that sounds dreadful. It does. Well, I wonder if it's healthier than an actual chocolate Sunday dessert. I doubt it. Because a chocolate sundae dessert, I've had them, it doesn't melt your insides. I get a feeling that a bang chocolate sundae energy drink probably could eat away at half of your liver. That's a good point. <laughs> Very good point. Put some vodka in it, probably it helps. Oh, God. Stone, where do you find these things, man? There, there's a lot. There's the Key West, or what is it, Key Lime Pie. No. There's that one. That one I've had to force down my throat. It was brutal. There's a bunch of bad ones they have. Yeah, when you may say force it down your throat, do you do that thing when it's like a Jaeger bomb where you pinch hold your, your nose, nose and you throw your head back? Yeah, I think I'm, I, I've mastered it to where I don't hold my nose. I just take a deep, and then I just drink it without breathing in and out of my nose. And then when I swallow it, then I can breathe out. Okay. Uh, so I same had a thing. cotton candy bang. Yeah, uh, those uh, are like, good. Yeah, but I can feel my teeth deteriorating. Good call. As it, like, because that, I mean, that's that's a cavity in a can. <laughs> I do like the cotton candy ones. Oh, that one's good. That's man, a good flavor. We are so unhealthy. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Which athlete do you actively root against? For me, it's Baker Mayfield. Jeanette just despises Dwight Howard. Hate him. Uh, Novak Djokovic caught the ire of all tennis fans yesterday. How about you? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. We have plenty on social media, at KLV1063. Send them along. Let's start things on the phones in Boca, and we talk to Bobby. Bobby's on Ken LeVick Alive. Hey, Bobby. Hey, Ken. What's going on? How are you, brother? I'm hanging in there, man. You? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. I got a bone to pick with Stone and you. Uh-oh. How can you? How can you? How can you be against... Uh, Baker, when he's the epitome of what you are, Undersi- an undersized <laughs> walk-on, well, an undersized weight, an undersized white athlete. Ken, better defend me. All right, so Bobby, here's what I'm going to do. I here, this is what happens, and Stone has learned this since him and I have been working together. I tend to drag him into my abyss, and this is what has happened here, Bobby, is that Stone actually is a Baker Mayfield fan, but what happens is he gets he becomes guilty by association, and I drag him into my dirty, terrible sports pettiness, and that's what's happened here. So your bonus with me, Stone actually likes Baker Mayfield because, Bobby, as you said, he is Baker Mayfield except more bang energy drinks. Right, Bobby, you've missed the shows where I've repeatedly gone after Ken, compared Baker Mayfield stats to Joe Burrow's Super Bowl run. The stats weren't that different, and for every reason you named why I would like Baker Mayfield, you're absolutely correct. Those are the reasons I am a Baker stan. You gotta be. I mean, how can you not? If you're a white athlete that's undersized <laughs> and, and, and not the best athlete in the world, but yet but a heart that's outside of the basketball... I mean, come on, you gotta love the guy, right? I mean, I love him, and he just never gets the benefit of the doubt because of guys like Ken. So thank you, Bobby. <laughs> Bobby, I appreciate the call. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I'll say this when Stone has a bad day on the show, he does a lot less crying than Baker does. No, oh, congratulations. Yeah. It's not hard to do. Yeah, that's true. And that's I, true. I do hate to inform you that he is now a regular on the Dead Dog Podcast. <laughs> He's been on there at least seven, eight more times. He the does Dead it weekly. Dog yeah, Podcast. So I feel like there's irony in who that. Who is that? Who is that? That 
hip hop, and I'm using that term very liberally. You did that with hip hop artist. Yes, there were air quotes though. That 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 runs that podcast, Mike Stud, <laughs> the You Never Know podcast. <sighs> some of the things you consume, <laughs> some of the things that you reg content. Content is created solely in this planet, I think, sometimes for stone. Yeah. Oh, I love the that. The Mike Stud podcast. I'm looking up who Mike Stud is Mike right Stud. now. You're going to yeah, think even he's worry so about hot. It. No, Ken, I Ken's don't. Scared. I look, look at my face. He did the, no. the, the Baker Mayfield, Absolutely the, not. the Woe Is Me podcast he did with Mike Stud. Mike Stud had a dead dog sitting next to him the entire time, and that's the only thing I could focus on other than Baker Mayfield's tears. He's a very unproportionate man. Looks like His a bowling face. pin. It would look squished. Oh, uh, okay. His face is like all squished together. Mike Stewart. Yeah. Hey, do you have to say it like that? Uh, hey, oh, yeah. That's and he that. needs to get his eyebrows <laughs> and he, fixed. And he always says, it's Mike Stud, homie. Oh, That's his God. thing when he gets on the, on the track. It's Ken Levick, a homie. Jay is in <laughs> Jupiter. Jay's on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Jay? Real quick, Ken. So I'm really diplomatic when it comes to athletes, but I can't stand the sight of Antonio Brown. Mm. Everything mm-hmm. isn't your fault. Right. But not Everything is everybody else's right, fault. Right. It can't be. Everything can't be everybody else's fault. Something has to be on you. And for him, everything is everybody else's fault. Everything that's his fault is a direct result of somebody else's. Not what he did. It's what somebody else did to him. I can't stand the sight of that dude. I, that's I, number one. Yep. Number two. Dad, I'm sorry. Oh, no, what I was going to say, Jay, just to, to piggyback off that, he completely lost me forever when he walked off the field and did his whole thing in the, the, the Uber and then jumped on that podcast I'm and out. called out Tom Brady. Yep. I'm out. Called out. I'm out. I mean, I'm how? I'm at, absolutely out. And one more thing, just before I go, just so you know, Jeanette, yes. Dwight Howard's the best player in the history of the Orlando Magic organization. They're going to build a statue of him outside the Orlando. No, they are he was not. Their best no, player. they will he not. Eat it. Don't eat Shaquille some of it. Don't eat most of it. Eat it. <laughs> and love it. They will put a boat outlaw before they put up Dwight Howard. I don't want to hear don't, it. I'm not saying the, I'm not saying eat some of it. Eat it, Jeanette. No. <laughs> he was no. the best big for over a decade. He's a will... first ballot Hall of Famer. Yes. Oh, he... Eat it, Jeanette, what? and love it. I'm gonna eat it, eat and it. it up and put it all over eat the it. plate for that. You just eat it, Jeanette. Choke on it. He's gonna be he's gonna be a first ballot Hall of Famer, Jeanette. Choke on it. No. Eat it. I will not have better things to choke on. I love that Jeanette is willing to build a Bo Outlaw statue over a Dwight Howard Absolutely. statue. Absolutely. Bo Outlaw. Not even Bo Outlaw thinks there should be anything resembling a Bo Outlaw statue. Yeah. I've done community events with Bo Outlaw, and that man is a freaking gen. Something Dwight Howard will never be in his life. <laughs> oh, we have struck a chord with this woman. Uh, the the athlete you actively root against, 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. In order to get energy, what's the most repulsive thing you've ever put into your body? Because now I'm also... I, <laughs> wait a minute. Let me <laughs> let me think that through. Think you know what? what? You just let me, work, let me workshop that topic a little Thank bit more you. before I actually football. present it to the masses. Football. Yeah, football. football. Uh, go ahead and save that because we need to relive that. That was one of the most reckless and dangerous <laughs> things I've ever said in the history of my radio career. Do you career. want me to talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> Ken. She's <sighs> not hot here. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063.
In the break, we had to restrain Jeanette and uh, tranquilize her because she continued screaming about Dwight Howard. All is well now, I think. Barely. Jay got me all hyped up again. If I see a statue of Dwight Howard in front of the Amway Arena, I'm bringing it down myself. Do you represent the majority of Magic fans in... uh, and how they feel collectively about Dwight Howard? So. Or are you in the minority? So I've played this scenario in my mind. If I were to actually meet Dwight Howard, what would I do? Because he took us to the us. I pulled a stump. Uh-huh. He took the Orlando Magic yeah. to the finals. Jeanette was the uh, the the power forward on that team. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she played um, the four. Yeah, um, he took the Orlando Magic to the finals and put the Orlando Magic on the map after obviously they drafted mm-hmm. him. But the whole drama after, it kind of superseded and took over his legacy yeah. as an Orlando Magic That's what player. I remember him as. Uh, you know, obviously the run to the finals, getting beat up by the Lakers, but then like, just the drama, the way it ended with Stan Van. So I would be like, I would tell him probably in a very low whisper, like, I love you, but I freaking hate you, Dwight Howard, and everything that you've done. That's how I'd okay. my probably, if I were to ever meet the man, how it would go. So you have... You have- Respect, a begrudging respect, but you can't get I, over. I will how it never ended. admit it. I will never admit that I respect that man. It's like it's someone you have a long-term relationship. It's an with. ex. It ends, yeah, and and you'll still look at the Facebook memories, but you still want nothing to do with that person. You're like, oh, we had some great memories. A uh, person was a great kisser. That was a great gift I got at Christmas 2014. But also, I could never go back with that person. That person sucks. You can have you can that's it that's a thing. That's I will a never thing. admit it. That's what Jeanette has with uh, with Dwight Howard. Uh, we're presented by a thing, a thing, a fling. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu/mba-sport. I have more than a fling with the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. I absolutely love love the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, and it's eternal. I I, I say I do. And I live up to all of my vows with the FAU MBA Sport Management Program because that is how you get into the sports industry. That is where I direct people when they come up to me and say, Ken, I noticed you work in sports. How do you get a job in sports? And I say, well, get on the old interwebs, type in fau.edu slash MBA sport, and you'll find out all of the information you need to know about how to get into the sports industry and live your dream job. I do this because I'm a man of the people. I do this because I want to see people succeed. I do this because I want people to understand you can have a dream job. You can have a career that you love. And if you love sports, you can find jobs in the sports industry because they are there. There are many Many of them at many different levels. You just need a little bit of direction, and that's what the FAU MBA Sport Management Program gives you. Professors who are in the sports industry delivering you firsthand knowledge, contacts, internships that get your foot in the door and then ultimately get you that paycheck and get you that dream job in the sports industry. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Title partner of Ken Levick Alive. Novak Djokovic, that's where all this that we're talking about stems from because he faced massive opposition yesterday by that capacity crowd at Roland Garros. Here was his quote after the match. Uh, I think the crowd contributed a lot to the turnaround in the fourth set. They were 99.9% by his side, and they lifted him up in crucial moments. They helped him find his energy. I think 99.9% isn't even telling the story. It was like Djokovic's coach and the four people in his box, 
and then everybody else was not only rooting for Nadal full throat, but rooting against Djokovic noticeably, which is fairly rare when it comes to tennis, especially that level of tennis with two legends on the court at the same time, actively rooting against him. But I, I, I was thinking, which, which athlete do you actively root against? And so far, I've said Baker Mayfield, because it's the constant tears with him, uh, with, with Jeanette, Dwight Howard. <laughs> and these things are... It's deep in her soul, as as we have seen. Uh, Jay and Jupiter, Antonio Brown is someone. It, Antonio Brown's perfect. Antonio Brown's perfect because I tried to. Jeanette, you remember, we did, back when Evan was still on at five, we filled in for him, and this was right after uh, the couple of Buccaneers, including FAU, former FAU player John Franklin, got dinged trying to, uh, to 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 use fake mm-hmm. vaccine cards, mm-hmm. right? Uh, they were charging money for fake vaccine cards that they had gotten in the Tampa area. Where if you would have given me three guesses, where in this country there would be um, uh, there would be uh, a a thriving vaccine card, fake vaccine card industry, I would have needed one guess because I would have said Tampa. I would have said Hillsborough County. It would have been easy, easy, easy money. I should have, I should have found somebody who would give me those odds. But um, Antonio Brown had also uh, been been punished for being not forthright with his vaccination status. Mm-hmm. Remember, he got suspended for that. He got punished for that. But his punishment ended up being lesser than the fake vaccine cards. And I tried to make the case why Antonio Brown was was being screwed over. I, I felt sympathy for him. I thought that he was being made an example of in that situation compared to the other infraction that had taken place. But once he ran off the field in New York and then jumped on a podcast and started acting as if and started calling out Tom Brady, saying that Tom Brady didn't advocate for me to make money. He, he got contracts for his boy Gronk. He got, he got Gronk money. What about me? What about me? Bro, the only reason you had a job was because of Tom Brady. Not only so that, shut up. He took him into his house, and Antonio mm-hmm. Brown right. lived with Stay Tom in my Brady. Basement, exactly for a while. And Tom Brady's basement is probably all of our houses put together. And not once, but twice. And Antonio Brown uh, could not. He couldn't behave himself with the Patriots, and all that stuff fell apart. Uh, he lost the trust of the locker room when the allegations came out. Uh, and then Tom Brady gave him another chance. And then he turned his back on Tom Brady. And that's when I was officially done with Antonio Brown. Done deal. Yeah, he, done deal. No he, turning back. He recently pushed me over the edge in a fan-controlled football league interview. This was like a week ago. Football! And they said, <laughs> no. They said, When's the, are you going to play in the fan-controlled football league next year? And he said, absolutely not. The next time I'll be wearing pads is for an NFL team contending for a Super Bowl. That was like last week. And yeah, I'm going like, to give a big fat no to that. Where's the self-awareness at, dude? Yeah. Nobody's called you. Yeah. Um, you you listen to fan controlled football league podcast? That's why I said football. It yeah. wasn't a podcast. It was on my Twitter timeline. Oh, okay. Because again, that's another piece of content I would regularly expect Stone to consume is a weekly fan controlled well, football league. I, podcast. I have a couple of guys that I've played with. <laughs> formerly. Nothing surprised me at this point. <laughs> no, I no. Ha- I have a couple of buddies that I formally play with that play in the league that play the quarterback oh, position. Okay, that makes it different. So it's really cool to follow them and see how they get down. They play quarterback, and that's probably the most important position on the field, especially in the fan controlled football league. The only okay. one that matters. That's a good. So call. I follow them, and then through that, I'm sure the uh, whatever it is the 
What's the math on your phone that the Apple knows? The algorithms, I'm sure they just throw that stuff on my timeline. Because they know. Because they know. They're like, this dude's a bro. This, this guy's throw, a- some, throw some bar stool at him. Throw some fan-controlled football league at him. He'll I'll, be happy. He'll be going a- more and some Mike Stud. Mike Stud. Mike Stud. With a squished face. What does he call uh, How does he address himself? Yeah. Oh, it's Mike Stud, homie. Oh, God, Stop. That's so lame. I'm over him. On Twitter, at KLV1063, which athlete do you actively root against? Uh, Agent Goo says Dwight Howard. Yeah, like you, let's Dwight go. Howard. Uh, Ernesto, he says Trey Young, period. He's my new Reggie Miller. Ernesto, being a Knicks fan, uh, Trey Young is the athlete he actively roots against. Uh, Chuck Fu, in the past, Michael Jordan. Presently, Tom Brady. Ew. I mean, Tom Brady, we get it. You like doing things. You like being out there. Speaking of, how much of of the match... Are you going to be watching from the first wing to the last? Uh huh. That's what I thought. the the thing The math, the Apple knows, as you put it. The algorithms, the algorithms. are going to be are going to be feeding <laughs> you a lot of different things about the match. Uh, Mike Hirsch says Tom Brady. Martin Keene says Aaron Rodgers is the player he actively roots against. Martin being a Bears fan. Uh, Jaco says Aaron Rodgers as well. Uh, Uncle Tom, LeBron. Uh, Elliot Brownstein says Ken Lavica. I don't disagree. disagree. You're an athlete? Uh, uh, (laughs) That one hurt more than the actual tweet. Uh, I didn't didn't even think about it like that. That one really, really hurt. Uh, And Andrew M., James Harden. I hate how he gets all the talk from the sports news. Dude is trash slash overrated. Big fat zero for championships. There you have it. Which athlete do you actively root against? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV. 1063. Uh, let me tell you about Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. Is joint pain affecting your quality of life? Well, at Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, their team's experienced in traditional joint replacement surgery, as well as new, less invasive treatments with the goal of returning you to what you love as quickly as possible. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash orthocare today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash orthocare. Jeanette, when's the last time you've played Frisbee? Never. You've never played Frisbee? I've never played Frisbee. Um, I don't get it. Imagine having a passion for a Frisbee, so much passion for one that you'll risk your life to find one in a lake. I'll tell you the story, and no shock, it's based out of Florida. <coughs> She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. We are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. Speaking of getting rooted against, I get the feeling that if he plays on the PGA Tour again, when he plays on the PGA Tour again, Jupiter resident Dustin Johnson, the former world number one, the reception he receives is probably not going to be real positive. He's taking some of that Saudi money. I thought you were going Phil Mickelson there, but no. Dustin, just, just as brutal. Well... If uh, we, we thought Phil Mickelson was going to be the poster boy for uh, taking some uh, 
some some violation of human rights Saudi money to go play overseas. Turns out it's not Phil the first time around. It's Dustin Johnson out of nowhere with the upset going to chase the paycheck. And money talks. How about that? So Dustin Johnson and the PGA Tour are about to have a war. I mean a war. And to shed some light on it will be our golf insider, Sean Fairholm, Global Golf Post, GlobalGolfPost.com. That'll happen at 115. Um, there are things that happen sometimes in this state, this state in particular, that it, I know it's trendy to crap all over Florida, and we have a lot here to crap on. Mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. But there are things that also like defy common thought, common belief, things that I realistically thought could actually take place in existence. So let's go to Largo, okay? Let's go to Largo. A man died searching for Frisbees in a lake at a disc golf course where people are warned by signs to beware of alligators, police in Florida said yesterday. This is according to the AP. The unidentified man was looking for flying discs in the water and a gator was involved. The Largo Police Department said in an email to the Associated Press. The man who died was 47 years old. The commission said a contracted specialist was working to remove an alligator from the lake. Quote, and efforts will be made to determine if it was involved in this situation. The park's website notes that patrons can, quote, discover the sport of disc golf on a course set in the natural beauty of this park. The course is set along the lake, which has no swimming signs posted along it. People who frequent the disc course said it's not unusual for someone to look for lost discs that can be sold for a few dollars, end quote. Now, and maybe this is just me, and I admit, I've lived that golf life, okay? Caddy, bag boy, cart maintenance, whole thing. Ran the whole gamut in my formative years in high school and college, okay? I've been there. I've done that. I've seen old people especially. They love to go fish for golf balls. Love to go fish for golf balls. But Stone, a sleeve of titleists. What are we talking right now? Like 12 of them? Yeah. 30 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Even three of them is probably right around 10 to 12 bucks. Yes, it is. I I bought, Jeanette, I bought a, a, a Frisbee disc, whatever you want to call it, this past weekend. They're actually called clubs. Like the the frisbee golf, they're called mm-hmm. clubs. You have a driver, a putter, yeah. But I wasn't. A wedge. But I I was just like a frisbee. This is just a frisbee. Oh, like just a, regular... a, a legit run of the mill. Oh, uh, a little bit heavy, so you can cut through the wind, play with your friends. Frisbee. Okay. Okay. You know how much it cost me? How much? Four dollars and five cents. <laughs> okay. So, the thought that you're gonna traverse this lake that have no swimming signs all over the place for a reason. So you can find three to four dollar pieces of of circular plastic is beyond me. So they're not four dollars. They're expensive. The frisbee golf, like I said, clubs. That guy was fishing for a driver, like the article said, that could be sold for probably like fifty, sixty bucks. Fifty or sixty dollars for a <clears throat> a damn frisbee. So I know plenty, <laughs> plenty. Of, <laughs> I had to use the dump button. What? I swear to God, plenty of kids my age play it, and, and it started because we were in college and broke. So you didn't want to go spend at the golf course, so you go play frisbee golf. And if you were to buy a set, you're probably spending 150 bucks. I'm not kidding. What? Define a set? Because I'm looking on Amazon right here, and I'm finding one 
a pretty a pretty one, a, a, a pretty retro one. burst river distance driver disc. Golf I have no idea what that means. For eleven dollars, so a whole set. So some people will carry around a cooler with like sixteen clubs. I found it. I found one. There's this is a weird backpack. Uh, a backpack too. It's a backpack. Dynamic disc trooper disc golf backpack frisbee def, disc golf bag with eighteen plus disc capacity. Forty bucks. Yeah, there it is. That's one of your cheapies, but it does cost money. Okay, to, to get fine. those things. Uh, but I'm seeing the stuff that's most expensive. I'm seeing that comes with a bag. Comes with a bag. <laughs> I'm gonna sort by it. I've never done this in my life. So uh, price so high to low. Would you Would you risk your well being to go fish frisbees? Sorry, drivers <laughs> out of a out of a lake? Hell no. I I just like come on. The, uh, I get golf balls. Even though it's ridiculous and ludicrous, but old people love to do it. It's like their pastime. Fine, fine. But discs, frisbees, come on. Hopefully, he wasn't in a situation where he was kind of forced to do it. Where you know, maybe he's. I hope not. Inflation is high. Like digging through a garbage, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Hopefully, he's not in one of those situations where he just wanted to pursue his hobby and this was his only result. Um. Now, as far as the gator is concerned, they're looking for the gator, and. You know why they're looking for the gator. I hope they don't kill it. That's what I'm getting at. What do you want the gator to do? Boy was hungry. He was fiending. Boy I, probably had a thick arm from all that frisbee yeah. throwing, the too. Dude, the, the dude lives there. Not the dude. The gator dude. The, the gator, <laughs> gator dude. lives there, and someone's sticking his arm, trying to pull things out of the water. The gator did absolutely nothing wrong. Absolutely nothing wrong. Am I... Pro gator? No. I don't want to run into gators, but I also appreciate the fact that they're hungry too. And they need to live somewhere too. And it's unfortunate that said gator ended up on a on a disc golf course. Sucks for him. Uh, sucks he got caught up in this situation, but the dude was hungry. I hope they're not killing the gator over this. And for Christ's sake, are you people kidding me with how many how much money you spend? On, on, on frisbees for disc golf. Is this real? It's so I real. can't believe this. How much? What's. I, I, like, there there are players now. There's a tour, and I can tell you a name. Yeah, Paul yeah, Macbeth yeah. is the best frisbee golfer. Of, of course. This I, is part of the, the Apple math or the algorithms that have been fed to Stone. Of course, disc golf is being fed into Stone's brain. Paul Macbeth is a bad man on that frisbee Football. golf course. Football. <laughs> This is amazing. Now, is Paul McBeth the one that had that crazy drive where everybody he was. went crazy a couple of years he ago? He was. Right, so wait he's a, a millionaire. I'm, I'm actually kind of – he's a millionaire? He has made millions from, from playing Frisbee golf. I swear to you. I'm reaching out to a friend that I, at my other job. He has that whole backpack in his office oh, with yeah. like 15 Frisbees. I'm going to ask – How much he paid? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to reach out to him right now and ask how much he's paid for a Frisbee. I can get a few on right now. What is the, what is the most money you have paid for Frisbees collectively at one time? What is the most, because I refuse to call them drivers, wedges, all that nonsense nerd stuff, okay? They're frisbees. They're by definition frisbees. At one time, what is the most money you have paid, you have spent American currency on frisbees? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Because now I've had my eyes open to a completely different realm of existence that I did not know was actually a thing. A man has lost his life at the hands, well, the teeth of a gator. 
because he felt that it was worth it to head into a gator-infested pond and dig out Frisbees for profit. Little did I know that apparently some of you people, yeah, you people, are spending $40, $50, $60 on Frisbees. How much money at one time have you spent on Frisbees? Because me, the answer is and you can tweet at us at KLV1063. What is the most amount of uh, money you have spent on Frisbees at one time in lieu of a man losing his life to fish those Frisbees out of a pond? A gator got him. By the way, we are getting a deep dive into the things that Stone looks up on the internet on a regular basis. Because what have we concluded? He's always going to have Barstool popping up with content wherever he goes on his phone or on his computer. Fan-controlled football? Oh, just popped up. Don't know how it got there. No, it was the algorithm because that's what Stone's into. This is consummate sports bro stuff. Barstool, fan-controlled football, disc golf. He's telling us about this Paul McBeth dude who's a millionaire throwing Frisbees. What a, what a job if you can get it. And Tennis. Tennis, tennis, bang, a bang energy drink, <laughs> all of these things. What else should show up in Stone Lebanowitz, Ultimate Sports Bro, Friday Night Lights? What else shows up in his algorithms on his phone? What else pops up on social media? <laughs> kind of scared to go because so into far, that. no, but that's the thing. I don't think that he goes into the deep dark recesses of 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 booby internet. I think what he does, it's barstool, fan-controlled football, disc golf, tennis, and bang energy drink. What else, based on what we're seeing, gets fed to Stone the algorithms? What else are in Stone's internet algorithms? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Another one might be Top Gun or Tom Cruise, and I'll explain that next as well. Because the man just keeps getting weirder. That Stone Lebanowitz just keeps getting weirder. But how much money have you spent at one time on Frisbees? My friend um, that I work with, uh-huh. he spent average about 18 to $25 per Frisbee. Per Frisbee? Per Frisbee. Yep. And the bag that he has cost about $200. I'm telling you. For what? Can't you just buy a his backpack car, for like 10 bucks and put him in there? His cart costs $280. He's hopping into a meeting, so we can't call him right now. His what? His Ca- cart costs $280. He has a cart? It's like a, I think like a little mini bike, I believe, or a scooter. Gets you around the course. I'm asking him, what's a cart? But there's, there's, we're, 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 whole, we're deep diving into a whole different scenario Ask here. him what he thinks of Paul Macbeth, please. I'm doing it. What do you think of Paul Macbeth? Done. Who are you people? $20 per Frisbee. And there's like 18 A $200 Average. bag. Average 18 to 25 so you know he's dropped money more. And these people use a cart to play disc golf? Apparently. I mean, it kind of makes sense. It's a cart that you put discs in and pull them around versus wearing a backpack. Oh, so like a wagon. And he goes, love Macbeth. Oh, my God. I am so annoyed right now. 
She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.